for that matter. What you thinking about over there so sullen-like, Daniel said, interrupting my chain of thought. Ah, nothing, I said. There wasn't much use bemoaning anything at this hour. Being up so early was plenty difficult on its own without other troubles weighing a person down. Okay, don't share. I know what you were thinking about anyway, Daniel retorted. Do you now? He nodded confidently. You were thinking to yourself, hot damn, ain't I just the luckiest gal in the world to have landed myself a husband who looks this good this early in the morning. I snorted before taking another sip of coffee. Now, how did you know, I said. He shrugged. I can't rightly say exactly, he said. The words just sort of drifted into my head while I was sitting here. Sometimes I can read minds. Or didn't you know that about me? A devilish smile spread across his face that was worthy of Vincent Price. Well, if that's true, then what am I thinking now? That's an easy one, he said. You're thinking I'm full of something that a bull might, uh, might leave behind after a big meal. I laughed. Well, Daniel Brightman, I stand corrected, I said. You are a mind reader. Damn straight I am, he said, smiling. He reached over, grabbing my hand. Sorry for all of this, Sin, he said. I know this is probably the last thing you want to be doing at this hour, especially with how busy you've been at the pie shop lately. I'm sure you could use your sleep. Don't be sorry, I said. This is the most camping I'll probably see all summer, and now that I'm awake, it's kind of fun to be out here. I kind of feel like a deputy or something. Well, you'd make one hell of a lawwoman, he said, though I have a feeling that once you see George Drutman, you'll reconsider wanting to be one. Have you seen the man drunk? No, but I've heard the stories. Well, it ain't pretty, he said, shaking his head. Ain't too pretty at all. George Drutman was a wealthy business investor who was the heir to the Drutman Mills fortune, along with his wench of a wife, Meredith, and their two children, Haley and Hunter, The Drutmans were the closest thing Christmas River had to royalty. The family hobnobbed with state representatives and city councilors and wealthy vacationers, and their annual Christmas parties were legendary. Not that I or anyone else I was friends with really knew on a first-hand basis— None of us were ever invited to the parties, but from town gossip, those gatherings would last deep into the night, and it was rumored that George Drutman would get so drunk sometimes, he'd shoot off his array of firearms into the air and scare all his wealthy neighbors. There were more sinister rumors, too, about George driving off from last year's Christmas party with a couple of women who were widely believed to be ladies of the night in tow. The story went that Meredith chased the car all the way down their long, snowy driveway, screaming and eventually throwing her martini glass at the back windshield. Though to me, the last rumor sounded almost too juicy to be true, like something straight out of the warped mind of Moira Stewart, the town's worst gossip. No doubt she had fabricated the entire event and shopped it around town as the God's honest truth. Just promise me you'll stay in the truck when we get there, okay, Sin? Daniel said, his voice having taken on a serious tone. George isn't really dangerous, is he? Not intentionally, Daniel said. He's just stupid, and that right there makes him more dangerous than most folks, sober or drunk. I picked up the thermos and offered Daniel some more coffee before taking another sip myself. 
So Billy's said George is driving his RV around the campground right now, I said. He nodded. Apparently George came out here for some sort of business investor's retreat, Daniel said. Seems things got a little out of hand with the good old boys. By Billy's account, George demolished a fourth of Grey Goose before getting behind the wheel of his RV. The fool's somewhere out here now, honking the horn and singing Billy Joel at the top of his lungs. Now, normally, I'd say just let the fool drive himself into Waldo Lake and not interfere, but there are civilians to think of, namely a troop of Boy Scouts only a few campsites over. I clicked my tongue against the roof of my mouth. What a selfish fool George Drutman was. So, you're going to be a hero this morning, is that what you're saying? I said. He smiled wryly, the way he always did when I complimented him. I reckon Meredith's not going to be too happy with any of this, I mused, somewhat pleased with the prospect.